Polyhedron is a production of Simulacra Studios. You can find us on Twitter at SimulacraRPGs or at PolyhedronCast. If the visual medium is your thing, you can follow us at Simulacra TV on both Twitch and YouTube. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash simulacrastudios and sign up to be a patron. Hello and welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG related. I am your host, Matthew, and unfortunately, I only have one little friend in one little black box, Scott Cupin. Hi, Scott. Hey guys, I'm in my box. You're in your box. You have a cat in the box, too. Indeed, yes. I have a giant cat background because I may have been playtasting something Monarchies of Mal related, and that's the last thing that was up there. Uh, Very good. So that was fun. But I'm, not uh, gonna, unfortunately, but I'm not going to talk about it because I'm under NDA. Yeah, yeah. You, you stop talking about it. Like, I'm not. That's it. That's... Yeah. Unfortunately, Ryan, feeling under the weather, couldn't make it out tonight. That's okay. We'll muscle on. We'll figure something out. He'll be back next time. It's all be good. Also, I'm in the middle of moving, so that's just caused all nothing but kerfuffle for me. So, Scott, how have you been? How is your gaming and other entertainment? Pretty good as of late. The biggest gaming thing that I did recently was I actually... Against all my protestations, decided to dip my toe back into the water of boffer LARPing, mainly because I miss seeing certain groups of my friends. And yeah, yeah. Sad reality that, especially in these times, like you got to go to something big to see certain people. Yeah. Because everyone's yeah. hermiting in their houses, and and it's just you know the age of parties is done. Yeah. Uh, also, it's really just hot outside. It's like really it's fucking hot too. Yeah, yeah. It's just hot outside. People. Also, we're older, we're busy, yeah. Yeah. stuff it, stuff gets in the whole, way. A whole lot of stuff, but I did miss seeing quite a lot of few people, so I had a fairly good time interacting oh. and having fun and just playing a, a really wacky character that is going to blow some shit up. So that was fun. I enjoyed that. We'll see how a three-day goes to see if that's just beyond the pale for me. <laughs> I was wondering about that, if you were going uh, to do that. It depends on, like situations with sleeping and all that mm-hmm. thing. I got to put some ducks in the row as far as that's concerned. But that was fun getting together, starting to get a private, uh, I believe you mentioned a private game of Aberrant that I'm about to run. Yeah. Uh, all the ducks in the rows for that. It, Talk it's, about the weirdest ducks to get in a row. Oh man. yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's an Aberrant Terrigen game and it's going to be like, in my opinion, it's the Terrigen game you should run, which yeah. is like hyper political, like philosophy and, and and like tension between factions yep all trying to get a goal accomplished yep. uh, and you know if the name of the game which is uh, matthew knows is sharpening knives tells anyone who knows anything about aberrant there is certainly going to be a pretty big climax point of the game yeah, uh, yeah, yeah coming yeah. down the line it's not going to be it's, it's not going to be up in front that's not going to be like oh session three time for time for the purge no, no, that's, that's going to be simmering in the background for some time, but yeah. eventually it will. I, I might have a clock going. Oh, oh, a clock, you say? Indeed. The uh, dark. In the dark, yes. Been playing some played Blades in the Dark. We've played two sessions of Blades in the Dark so yep. far, run by Ryan. That's fun. It's an interesting system. Definitely still need to get familiarity with it yep. under my belt. I definitely do intend on running it at some point because I have an idea for, for a game that would be use that system as that. We played D&D on Wednesday. That was fun. Killed a hag. 
Yeah, uh, she deserved it. And yeah, I think that's the bulk of my gaming. I think I'm about I'm on the last little mission for Hard Space Shipbreaker, which is the computer game that I, I like to play occasionally. Yep. Where they basically throw everything that you have been doing for all of the game out the window and say, like, nope, it's time to sabotage and, and like ruin things as opposed yeah. to like meticulously <laughs> sorting them into their little block little boxes. It's like, no, it's blowing shit up and missorting everything. <laughs> Which, like, I try to run of just, like, putting demo charges on everything and then blowing it up. That actually is not a good strategy. Because <laughs> then there's just an unorganized chaos that you have to, like, sort into the wrong things. But they're tiny little chunks of, of things. Oh, you're like, you had to specifically take it apart, but then you have to purposely disorganize it mm-hmm. because you're, spra- you're trying to well, obviously... Well, yeah, that, that's if I blow it up. Mm-hmm. Like, if I blow it up, it's a disorganized mess. Basically, what I'm doing is I'm doing exactly what I do in a normal mission and just putting everything into the wrong bin. Got it. Okay. That's like the actual like most efficient way. Like it's super efficient up until a point to just blow things up. Right. You know, like I've I've got to reach this one goal of of destruction and I can't because there's just too much chaos. Yep. But yeah, that's been fun. So what about you? How's your game? Pretty limited just because, as I said, I'm moving. So that's just like put everything to hold. I haven't run my Aeon game in a couple weeks. Hopefully in the next week or so, I'll be able to bring that back up online. I'm looking forward to that. Obviously, I've been working a lot on your tear. Super excited about it. It's very interesting because we are like, because of our scheduling, we can't have a normal session zero. Yeah. That's, and that's so rough. we've had to organize Discord in a very particular way, which is very different. Discord is almost not ideal for the method in which we were doing this because we have to slow our roll and not let everything get lost in the chaos of texts. Mm-hmm. Everything had to be very specific and very precise, which I'm going to say in front of everyone, you're doing a very good job with it. Using well, the tools and and aspects of Discord that I have never seen before. Yeah, using specific channels and then threads within that channel is mm. actually a pretty... You can organize a conversation pretty decently as long as you're vigilant about the tools. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And so we're doing... Everyone's really excited about that. So everyone, I know everyone's been talking about it. We are looking forward to playing the game. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, uh, that's about it. I've been watching a little bit of media, but we'll get into that. I mean, I we're going to talk about Umbrella Academy. Oh yeah, which which I've watched. I'm completely caught up with Kenobi, but we'll wait for our Star Wars guru to come back before we really talk about that. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think what else I've seen. Uh, that's about it. I mean, I've boxes. Would you like me to talk to you oh, about yeah. boxes? You're, you're One more thing about my gaming that I, I forgot to mention is that because of recent events in our country in the United States of America, you mm-hmm. know, slowly turning into the FSA from, from Aeon, I have without decided, the superpowers. Without the superpowers, yeah. So it's going to suck super bad. I have decided to basically from now until I feel like the situation is resolved and my, my AFAB friends feel safer. I'm going to be donating half of my proceeds from all my professional GMing to a national abortion funds network. Yep. So just, you know, trying to help out, trying to make funds and resources available when the bad times really start rolling. So if you want to play a game with me and want to support a good cause, then click on the link in the show notes uh, for mm-hmm. my, for my profile, book me a book, a game. I'll, 
pretty much run anything. Just, you know, send me a message. We'll get in touch and, and, and we'll set up and you'll be supporting a good cause. We're not here to, to, to bring this mood even no, down no. even further. It's just, it's a thing. Yeah. It's a thing in our lifetime that we, me, Scott, never thought that we would see it. I mean, I pretty much thought all bets were off when the when Dorito got hot, got elected. That is fair. So yeah, it's just yeah. I'd like I'd like history to stop happening. Uh, uh, That'd be nice uh, if we could take a break on history. Can we have a break on like another monumentous once in a generation thing? Thank you, appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, that'd be great. Cool. So, but let's hop into the news. There's not a lot of like RPG and other news, so we're gonna go yeah. through it real quick. I know for a fact Hunter the Reckoning has come out yep i need to read it supposedly because i didn't know a lot about it supposedly it is it does have the creeds in there it is Mm -hmm. you are supernaturally empowered you're not just normal dudes in that book Uh, Uh, from what i understand you are some of you are supernaturally empowered not all of them are supernaturally empowered but the heat on that has gotten turned down right Right. Like you're not like you're not big big superpowers like you were in the old reckoning. Right, but I'm interested. I need to read it. I need to actually. I'm intrigued. A little more intrigued because I well, want a good. Yeah, it's definitely more straight level. Like you got you are a band of hunters who are working your territory. Yeah, you're a Scooby uh, gang. You're yeah. a Scooby gang, and like the big like being big and like having a bunch of resources is a problem because power corrupts. Correct. And the the big orgs, which they call them, are. They're hunting monsters, but they're hunting monsters and and or serving in a different agenda. Right. At a certain point, their own their own size and weight start making them the monsters they're kind of trying to fight mm-hmm. against, which yeah. is apropos, uh, honestly. I've I've got the Second Inquisition book. I pre-ordered mm-hmm. it a while back, and I got it. The, I haven't sat down and like really consumed it yet, but that looks pretty cool. Yeah, that is very cool. I think the everyone thinks Werewolf Fifth Edition is the next book. I believe it is the next book that is on the docket for White mm-hmm. Wolf to or Lord of Darkness to release. Yeah. So that is the one next one to watch. Yep, that is the next big tentpole that they're going for. Big tentpole, and then the Vampire Player's Guide is also in mm-hmm. the works as well. So, What other news? We, we missed on something last time. Yeah. During Onyx PathCon, it was announced the next game in the Trinity Continuum line, uh, Aegis, uh, which you know you may have heard us mention or or speculate about or or bug Ian about when we interviewed him a couple of times. Yep. About Aegis because it's something he had mentioned uh, and had been the idea for it has been around for a long while, in one form or another. Uh, Aegis being the historical, like not just like steampunk, like Victorian era, like ancient times, like prehistory, almost Pre- like prehistory type pre-history stuff. Prehistory, God, like I don't, I, don't, I think like I think it's Greek, like the, yeah, it's the, supposed the, to be in the Greek bron- era, like bronze ancient age. Greek, yeah. yeah, it's Bronze Age. Mm. So yeah, that's going to be cool. It's very going to be very interesting to see how that things work in that context. Yep, you know because it's always been the all the idea has always been you look at it through the lens of the current era. You know what's happening. You know that it's psi, it's quantum, and it's flux, but yep. it gets colored by the era that it's in also it's also through we're looking through the lens of history yeah like when when we're interpreting our ancient myths like this Mm -hmm. we're interpreting through the lens of the stories over generations that have been told to us so like novas on some level are essentially our gods Mm -hmm. talents are essentially our ancient mortal heroes and, and great people great scientists that kind of stuff and then sorcerers and magicians are our ancient 
Psy uh, psychics. Yeah. So it creates this new like air. That's why I thought it was prehistory, but they may actually be just going for Bronze Age stuff. I mean, Ages sure. is, I mean that's a Greek term, and I, I that's what I've that's what I've gathered from some of the the preview information that that's going out there is it's going to be Bronze Age. Yeah, which is interesting. And then then we find out Lee, that the next Kickstarter project for Trinity Continuum is going to be Aether, uh, mm -hmm. which is the Victorian steampunk era game where. It's just before the the Hammersmith explosion. Like it's right. decades before the Hammersmith explosion. Turn uh, of the century. Yeah, the turn of the century. So things work a little different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're, just, not, just... They're, they're not quite in the paradigm that we know about. Apparently the two player types that we're going to be dealing with are going to be called Gogs and Magogs. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's... A, that's I'm not sure. I don't know what to think about that. And I will uh, until I get the manuscript. Because yeah, pretty much. It's, one of, it's well, this is the no assassins is sort of a, a derivative. Is this the first one? That's not a core book. One no. of the original cores. No, Anima was the and it, first. That's right. Non-trilogy. Non right. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're correct. Anima was. And so hmm, interesting. They're, they may just be taking some big swings with these. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I like big to, swings. Yep. So I'm oh. I'm interested to see it. Like Aegis, I think might be might be fun. I'm not super interested in Aether like as a game. I'm mm. interested in for the lore and like where it fits in the continuum. But totally. I'm willing to be surprised by it being. Cool. I I am looking forward to Aegis because I've tried to run and slash play Scion before, mm -hmm. and I get it. I get where they're going for it. It just doesn't gel with me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't fit in my little my my specific head, and that's fine. It's just some games don't, don't don't gel with some people. Go have fun, but maybe this is one that my my head can wrap itself around and make mm -hmm. a little more sense because it feels a little more grounded. Yeah, a little more grounded, a little more little more focused. Mm -hmm. Perhaps mm -hmm. you know. Hopefully, we'll we'll see different cultures represented, but we'll we'll see. I'm sure happens. we will. I'm, I'm sure we will. Which is okay. Which I'm I'm happy. Just just a different interpretation. Yeah. Of trying to run something like this, and I'm I'm totally down with it. So Aegis looks like it could be almost and maybe a happy mix between like Scion, like Scion, um, Trinity, and Exalted. Like this yeah. weird confluence of all of these everything that sort of Onyx Path kind of does merge together into one little package that could that could really scratch a lot of itches for me yeah with the exception of the the chronicles of darkness, and World of darkness. yeah but that's that's another thing entirely yeah I'm trying to think of what else i don't know in about a week we're gonna go see love and thunder yeah i have purposely stopped and i repeat this stopped watching anything new because i want to be completely like just surprised yeah i want to be blown i want to be blown away by that taika watita he can pull it off. I, yes, he can. I love I, I loved Ragnarok. I'm pretty sure that this one's going to kick ass. And I think shortly after this is released, we'll have the second part of Stranger Things out. Yeah. Um, expect us to talk. Happen, I think that'll happen before. I think Stranger oh. Things is beginning of, like, very beginning of July. We may expect next episode for us to talk a little bit more about that, sort of close that off the mm -hmm. season, as it were. I know I got to sit down and watch it on Friday. Yeah. All right, so let's head on into the main topic, shall we? Yes. We're going to talk uh, about the Umbrella Academy. Oh, I mean the Sparrow Academy. I'm sorry. The both. Both Umbrella and Sparrow. Like I, I liked how they had the two symbols throughout the, mm -hmm. the thing. Mm -hmm. I That one got off to I wouldn't say like a rocky start. It just kind of came. It was a very loose start. 
the it pieces weren't really was chaotic. Like, it, it was, was chaotic, completely yeah. chaotic. It took about two, three episodes, and then it started sort of. I started jiving with it and getting yeah. behind the characters again. It has been so long since we've been we've been with our misfits. Mm-hmm. I sort of lost the the feel of the show, and so it starting off with such a chaotic beginning didn't do a good job of reintroducing me yeah to this world and so it took me a while to kind of get online and, and the fact of... that they they decided to put make some characters go through some changes mm-hmm. like some pretty drastic changes and and i'm not talking about the one you're thinking about that one was actually handled fairly one with the victor vanya transitioning to victor right that was actually in my opinion handled perfectly no one was shitty about it it was nope. it was commented upon and discussed but never it didn't it wasn't a big it was never a big deal it was a it was a it was a moment for the character but it was not a plot point as it yeah, were exactly because it didn't ultimately affect the plot of what was going on and the brothers and sisters talked about it with each other briefly to sort of like touch base mm-hmm. but but moved on from there because obviously the end of the world trumps that completely <laughs> yeah i think the only character who would have been shitty about that was reginald yeah. but but he didn't know vanya it, yeah at all. he didn't he have any no contact he had no yep. no attachment to her her him uh at all so nope. he didn't this version of reginald didn't care because you know, if you remember from last season after they do their huge time save the world back in 1963 they jump back to the present day and it's a completely different timeline yep for a number of reasons yeah. And so let's let's get started. So mm-hmm. we are into it's still a good season. Let's give yeah. you my overview. I think it's a good season. Mm-hmm. It actually by the end of it is really good. Oh, in yeah, my fantastic. Opinion. But it is a hot mess at the beginning. You gotta be paying attention. Yeah. So the general like, Yeah. The general overview is this season is we are in a new timeline. We are in a new timeline and and the characters are having to deal with another super group that was put together. This timeline is similar, but distinctly different than their own. All of the characters that we know and love don't actually exist in the timeline. That's one of the first sort of plot points is like, oh, let's go find our other selves. Our other, oops, our other selves don't exist, which actually just brings the epitus for the rest and propels the rest of the story, which is, it's the giant grandfather paradox, which is, I oops, we exist in a timeline that we're not supposed to exist in and there's no way to just fix it because there because of it has caused the uh, what was it the count not the council the commission the commission to be decommissioned mm-hmm. and caused all kinds of decay and chaos which just strands our characters in the presence and they can't just go back and fix it and it's them dealing with just not that but also really more than the big like apocalypse thing is like the interpersonal play between every character. Yeah, but I mean, this is a season where most of the bonds have just frayed to a point where they're all very tested and some of them snap. Completely, 100%. And some new ones are formed. Yeah. Like, because they fray, they get rewoven into other characters. We see the reintroduction to Ben. Mm-hmm. But this is bad Ben. This is yeah, not this good is Ben. A- this is asshole Ben. God, he's such a dick. I he's liked a real- him a little. Like, I was like, oh, you're a cool kind of an asshole with the first episode or two. Then I'm like, no, you're just a pathetic asshole, Ben. I don't like you at all. Like, you're not even kind of like bad cool. You're just bad. Like, and so we inter- are introduced to the Sparrow Academy, which is Reginald Hargrave's 
new group. Yeah. With other than Ben is mm-hmm. comprised of entirely new people. Yeah. Well, another thing, like, yeah, entirely new people, including a cube. Never explained. Never explained. Well, I'm I'm sure it's one of the kids, but it's just their power turned them into a cube at one point. Yeah. Or they came out a cube. I don't know. But it's an interesting thing. <laughs> like, like, so because it's been so long and because they don't like immediately bring attention to it, they just like deal with it in very like matter of fact ways. I had forgotten that it was an original originally 50 kids. Oh, it was originally 50 kids? It was kids? originally 50 kids. The the opening, like the little inter, inter segment says 16 kids were born. Reginald Hargraves recruited seven, seven of, of them. them. Whereas before in the first season, we got 50 kids were born. Oh, Reginald I didn't notice seven. that. Yeah. Oh, ooh, that's but like that's distinct. Like they said, like, like at one point, Victor said something like, you know, because they'd found out that all of their birth mothers had been killed before they gave birth to them. Yes. Which initiates a grandfather paradox yep which is a problem is a huge problem yep but they find that and they find eventually they find someone who the person who is responsible for those deaths it was not done intentionally but it still was a, a and she said something like 27 women were, were dead interesting so he killed that person killed 27 of the mothers okay that makes sense okay so yeah that's a fuck up so yeah so it it it, it's really fucked up it's really messed up there's some messed up stuff in like visually visual stuff yeah there's some yeah but like going back to it we have the sparrow academy which we have obviously led by bad band but we have marcus their number one which is a lot like luther Mm -hmm. as far as powers and sort of disposition is probably Mm -hmm. a little bit more self-absorbed a little bit yeah, we have some other guys. Who is I forgot who the sparrow, the 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 crow woman is. That's Faye. Faye. She's blind, but she can produce spirit crows and can see through their eyes and then make them attack. Like yeah. she's gnarly. That's a gnarly ass power. Yeah, and she's she's like she's like just boss bitch. Yeah, like she's just great. She's just really like got her. a. Cool... She she was she's Faye. We have Christopher, which is the cube. Uh, who, he's just a powerhouse like he's just a the he's a he's, he's noble level powerful yeah but he's just but no one can understand him other than the sparrows yeah. because he speaks in like twirls mm-hmm. and in bleeps I forget the name of the other gentleman the one who who's be disfigured alphonse alphonse who has a very odd ability of if you hurt him whatever you do to him happens, it happens to you, to you. Yeah, which, which that was actually fairly inconsistent, in my opinion. It was. Like, it was. They, like he got hit a couple of times, and it didn't. It didn't bounce. I back think he's got to concentrate on it. Maybe, maybe. I think it's a concentration thing for him. Hmm. And then we had another one, which had the the spitting one, Jamie. Jamie, which is she had a very odd one, which is she could basically produce this venom that if it got on you, you hallucinated. Like, 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 like DMT level. Like you completely dissociate from reality and you, yep. you see a new thing, which that led to just an absolute delightful opening dance number, <laughs> which was great because like it, it doesn't present itself as, Hey, this is an alternate reality. Like nope. you're like, what the fuck is happening? Like, no, I, I was like, what is going on? Because unfortunately they don't use that. They use it a few times, but they mm-hmm. don't use it a lot later in the se- season but the opening footloose where they're basically doing a dance off from guardians of the galaxy mm-hmm. to fight each other 
is hilarious. It's just, really, it's really funny. It's really good. And then when it pulls back into reality, it's even funnier. Yeah, it's even uh, funnier. I just, I just love the look that she gave him when he like came back to. Well, it's almost like she knows what she did. Like she knows. She might know. She might it, know, or she just might know. Like, hey, I just fucked your mind up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because obviously in the first episode we need to know the sparrows abilities very yeah, quickly yeah. they're trying to showcase them so they rapidly well, spit off all the things they can and cannot do it's also clear that our our umbrellas are very outclassed oh yeah that sucks yeah. <laughs> i like how luther was like we just got like it was like i never used to having my ass handed to so it's like here he puts his hands out in front of the other person is your ass yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like yep you got yeah. you're you especially you're not used to just people beating the shit out of you mm-hmm. yeah they, so that that was fun so the, the season goes on with a lot of back and forth between the umbrellas and the sparrows and eventually the grand it's a little are, melodramatic yeah, it's a, a little, little bit, rot yeah. it's a little overwrought because they're very they're obviously acting very selfishly mm-hmm. and very arrogantly between both parties and it's very much a Capulet and the Montague, Montague situation. Kind of yeah. But yeah, so there's there's back and forth, there's melodrama, there's there's betrayal, there's romance. But eventually the, the grandfather paradox starts to ramp up in its effect and eventually starts to destroy the world around them. Yep. Uh, and, and that is when I really started to notice that this must have absolutely been filmed during COVID. Mm-hmm. Because you know, the world is like absolutely ending. And the only people on screen are our main characters. Yeah, they quickly, and I noticed, I think they just did that. They did that specifically to be like, we can't shoot a lot of extras. Yeah. We can't have big crowds. So we just need to write something in the story that gets rid of people. Yeah, it gets rid of people. But like at the beginning stage, even at the beginning stages of it, I'm like, where's the panic? Yes. Like, yeah, we see a I noticed that. New, we, we see a couple of news items, but like, Where's the panic? Where's like the, the especially when the buildings start getting destroyed? Yeah, exactly. Well, like I guess you can rationalize that to saying like at that point most people are gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at least at least in the New York area. Yeah, wherever they are, it's been removed. Yeah, and that's okay because they definitely wanted to isolate mm-hmm. everyone and they wanted to minimize every. And that's also why you see a lot of duets, yeah, conversations, yeah. a lot of shot reverse shot duet conversations mm-hmm. where if they have to have people on screen it's only like two or three people at a time yeah and that's it yeah um, they definitely split people up a lot and you know then we get we start to get more information about like reginald hargraves and his his machinations his plans and he starts to interfere with the kids and it all builds up to a big old big old mystery fight in an alternate <laughs> mystery dimension. in a in a mystery box in a mystery uh, box so let's back up a little bit because there's a lot to unpack from all of that because this season is a lot about character action and consequence mm-hmm. victor plays a very important role in that because if you remember the the impetus the impetus for the entire series from from season 1 was victor and destroying the world but every time when they tried to solve that they caused this problem which has just led to led led through season two into season three so everything that's leading up and this is what got me why i got hooked again when it got when i started remembering oh you're right victor is the cause of this chain reaction of events Mm -hmm. in that victor's trying to do the right thing and be a good person but makes poor decisions at certain intervals that 
play off other people's insecurities mm -hmm. and just break those break those things. Normally, when they jump into this new timeline, Claire, no, it's yeah, uh, Allison, uh, no, Allison, Al yeah, Allison's Allison, family is gone. Yes, and that messes her up after she has gone through the trauma of being a black woman in 1963, finding another love of her life in Ray, yeah. and that Ray's gone. Ray couldn't go with her, and Claire not existing anymore. Mm -hmm. Her whole reason of like I've got to make it back to my time is gone, and Victor's here trying to be the good person, and she can't handle. She psychologically can't handle this anymore because yeah. she's just tired of it about it being about Victor and yeah. trying to be the good person. So I will I will counter the the it's all been Victor's fault is like it's not all Victor's fault. At the no. ultimate, it's Reginald's fault. Reginald, oh, Reginald is the, the, the original sin of Reginald's neglect and abuse, which led to Victor being the way they are and, and not being able to control their powers and that cascading into problems. I will totally give you that, but, but for, I guess, but that does not mean Victor is not a central figure in oh, yeah. that situation and that Victor didn't make certain choices. I'm not saying they were bad choices. I'm just saying they made choices that have consequences and some people have to live with those consequences. Yep. One of the, one of the recurring themes in, in uh, all of the seasons of uh, a bro Academy is like loved ones and attachments are fair game and they mm -hmm. will get broken and remade at the whim of the story. And so then the characters have to honestly react to that. Yep. And they do, they do in very heartfelt ways. Indeed. Uh, yeah, and so some of the other stuff we get is I didn't expect it to endear me so much, but Diego's going to be a father's oh, art yeah. was really fun, was just fun. And that actor, that yeah. kid actor was great. Mm -hmm. And Lila. Lila oh, was I a delight. Lila. Lila's so fun. Like, she's such a bitch. But she's so fun. You, yeah, but but seeing her around Diego, you can see where she sort of, gets anchored yeah. and grounded and her messing with Stan with to Diego with Stan was great. Very character appropriate, hilarious, and not all a little bit disturbing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It was real fucked up. Like that <laughs> whole thing was real fucked up. And then when Stan shot and killed Klaus, yeah. I forgot oh, that Klaus was immortal. So I was like, Ooh. and there's like, Oh, like he we, yeah. He, he's had powers related to death. Mm -hmm. I think this is where we finally get the confirmation of like, no, he's just immortal. Yep. Like he yep. comes back. Yeah, he keeps um, coming back. It's uh, so fucked up. <laughs> uh, it's, it's very, very fucked up. Klaus's adventures. Luther's, like we get some really good stuff with Luther. Luther's uh -oh. felt... Okay, so I'm happy. At the very beginning, I was a little worried that they had dumbed Luther down. Mm -hmm. He comes back out of his shell in yeah. the later part. I do think the Sloan relationship is a little rushed. I don't know. I think, I think, you know, I think, I think it's very not like after he's pretty much gotten over his thing with Allison, mm -hmm. he's still a big puppy dog. And yep. like, he needs someone, he needs, he desperately wants someone to love. And there's obviously a natural chemistry between them. 
they trauma bond and it, it, it there's some decent back and forth before they actually hit they it do off. they do get really cute and and as they're leading up to the little wedding and everything mm-hmm. like that it, it does start feeling a little more natural mm-hmm. i guess it's just the truncation of like there's the kugelblix everyone's disappearing we're all getting stuck together like it just feels very condensed yeah, well, I mean, there's something to say about, you know, hey, the world's ending, so we might as well, you know, go all <laughs> out with this thing. Uh, which leads to some very fun scenes. Like, the yes. wedding was fun in and of itself. Uh, the karaoke um, scene was The karaoke great. scene was pretty fun. Plus all of the, the backbiting and intrigue that was going on. During, yes. Yeah. It, yeah, I think it was a very fun, very good season that I'm curious to see where it goes from here. Oh, uh, yeah, 100%. Um, I think uh, I definitely want Reginald to get his comeuppance. Yep. He needs to lose hard by the end of whatever, by, by the end of Umbrella Academy as a series, they need to fuck him over. Like mm. he needs to, to eat shit. We'll, we'll bad, see bad about guy. that. So, so part of the epitism, because we haven't gone over a lot of detail is obviously Reginald with the Sparrow Academy is a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, he's a little more, there is more empathy in him. But he is still the manipulative bastard that exists. I don't think there was. You think that was all an act? I think that was 100% an act, pure, like because of the things that he did in the last a couple episodes. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. That's completely like, fair. I think, I think, like, as soon because because one of the things, one of the differences was that he had been drugged by the Sparrow Academy mm-hmm. into kind of being lesser and, you know, more easily to manipulate. And at the beginning, you think, oh, the Sparrows, because they're assholes, are abusing Reginald. Like, mm-hmm. there's, the your writers are, are, we're being tricked. The audience mm-hmm. is being tricked into thinking something is very untoward is happening and some abuse is going towards mm-hmm. Reginald, which actually yeah. isn't the case. Well, I mean, it is, but it, but like. It's see, more see, imprisonment. Yeah. Than, than an abuse thing. It's like, no, we need to keep you drugged because you go cuckoo banana pants when you're not and yeah. you start manipulating well, I mean, everyone. Yeah, you start manipulating everyone. You start, you know, controlling everything. So I think basically every ounce of like empathy, I mean, you got to consider like even like all of that like growth and bonding and like happy times with Klaus, he was murdering him constantly. That is true. Like yeah, that, was true. that wasn't, that wasn't empathy. That was, that was just, a, that was him playing. That was sociopathy. That was that sociopathy. Was, yeah. Yeah. That well, was... I mean, sociopathy, he's an alien. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was like who we can't tell how much of like the way Reginald is, is because he's an actual monster or because he's just not human. And, he doesn't, doesn't... and that was where I was going to lead up is that we, the, finally the umbrella got full confirmation that yeah. Reginald is not a person at all. He is, he's an alien. And he has been machina- he's been doing going through a machination this entire time to solve this riddle of the of the universe that we didn't really get hinted at when in the original timeline, but this showed in full view is he's trying to reset the universe so he can get his lady love back mm-hmm. for uh, whatever reason. Well, well, because you know, hey, cute hot lady. But yeah, so that there's that. I mean, and yes, I mean. Because, like, if you remember, the, the timeline diverged in 1963. Yes. He built that hotel well before that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that means it, in the original timeline, Hotel Obsidian mm-hmm. and Oblivion existed. Yeah. And maybe maybe he didn't go that route because, like, well, he need because he said he needed seven. And, yep. you know, ben, uh, ben died, 
and then five got, five got lost. Right. So he didn't have his seven anymore. Right. So and, that's probably why he kind of had to put that on the back burner and, and try right. other things. And then the, and then basically the the, the kid went. To so the, did you enjoy seeing? Did you enjoy seeing altered carbon set again over yeah, and over? Yeah, pretty much. Yep, yep. That was that hotel. I, I won't lie. I like the interior of that hotel. Yeah, I like the way fun. it looks. It's pretty fun. They obviously use the same set, so yeah. it's very obvious, but it's very cool looking. It, it is very cool. Uh, you have a sushi, and in the hometown of Bloom, you got mm-hmm. a sushi train yeah, going. Yeah, I gotta love that sushi train. Yeah, so it's very cool. I really liked it. I definitely want to see where it goes from here. I want to... Yeah, there's definitely still a lot of mysteries. They very yeah, yeah. much imply that Reginald is behind the kids getting their abilities and like being somehow they are. Yeah. Because he specifically used their particles to to fuel his machine. And, it, and they're powered by something that's a precursor to even his race yeah. or his level of technology yeah like there's big like we live in a simulation vibes like mm-hmm. very very much because a, a machine can reset the universe so either it's a simulation or it's it's some kind of um some kind of like like so pre-multiverse yeah, thing yeah so let's 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 go towards the end of the season obviously there's a lot of tension the big mm-hmm. tension is between victor and allison Allison has kind of gone off the deep end, basically. There's a lot of manipulation. She makes a deal with Hargraves. They go through the machine. They eventually are figuring it out. And if you notice something, all the while, Five is like, I don't want to do this. I just want the the Kugelblex to take everything. Mm -hmm. But he, because of the manipulations, is forced into a situation where he has to turn on the machine. But just before that, he goes, Allison looks like she is going to go step on the square mm-hmm. on the sigil to activate the machine and he goes no not you yeah i was like why and then i was like the end is like and then she in allison ends up like killing him and she ends up resetting the universe and i suddenly realized i think that's what reginald wanted he knew she could she would press the button i think yeah he knew she would press the button and also if five wasn't on the 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 sigil, then he would have had he he wouldn't have had the time to bring it to the point where the button was pressable. Right. So he he wanted her like uh, the fact that he made a deal with her meant nothing. Yeah. No. Like like if if there weren't other mitigating factors, she would absolutely have let her kill herself. Right. Uh, in the machine, but I think he knew that he had to have her be the one out of it. So that a she would press the button if something went wrong. Yeah, or... she was the fallback plan. Yeah, she was the fallback plan. So yeah, and so we get the reset of the un- of the universe and all of reality as we understand it, and our characters come out and they are back to themselves in actually all real ways because Luther is no longer half monkey man. Yeah, is a normal. Well, they don't have their powers anymore. That's what I, that's what I'm getting to is they don't have their powers either. So they're just normal people, but they are now in this new reality because we get a nice big scan that everything is Hargraves. Yeah. All the signs are Hargraves. He's sitting up in his tower and his lady love is there now. Yep. And there's some, there's, I, I didn't, I didn't catch the whole thing, but there was something about like Hargraves having like sacrificed or done something on. Yeah. Some day. memorial. There was a memorial that of, of an event that happened on the first, the, 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 the 89 event 
that, oh, okay, that caused all the people to get their powers. So yeah, something else happened on that day. Mm -hmm. So something happened which prevented them from getting their powers. But we have, but we got a stinger at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. We see a different Ben, one who's obviously like in Korea, like South Korea, yeah. reading a book. And so we know that these are actual copies, like the actual versions of the characters Maybe. exist in this Maybe. reality. They are holdovers from the other timeline. Possible. Well, well, we don't know exactly what that might have been. Like, I'm willing. I'm willing to give you that. That was other. That was original Ben or different Ben. Not not the yeah. Ben that showed up in in the park. Not 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 bad Ben. Not, not bad asshole ben. ben. Not asshole Ben. But we don't know exactly what's going on there. No, we so do we'll not know. And the weird and a weird thing. Sloane didn't make it through. Yeah, but she wasn't. Was she on one of the yeah, stars? She, she was on one of the stars. Everyone except Allison and Hargraves was on the stars. Weird. I didn't realize that. I, I so totally something happened with Sloan. Another thing that you might have not have noticed that I noticed pretty early on, all the cars were wrong. Yeah, I probably didn't notice that. Every single car was uh like oh Brit was british okay yeah you're right okay thank you i every time i saw them in the car i was like this looks like i said thought in my brain this looks odd i can't figure out what it is like i even thought huh what is my orientation in the car but it didn't mm -hmm. click in my head every single car had the driver's seat on the wrong side neat i and, like those little details yeah and that's just a little thing of just a visual cue of like this is a different timeline things are different here things are different here also i loved leather wearing pogo that's all yeah, i'm gonna that say was <laughs> biker, that was fun that was fun biker monkey biker monkey pogo yeah uh, he was very briefly he was not in here for very long but i really enjoyed it mm -hmm. um but i i like you said i enjoyed this season it took a while to sort of get itself going but it was very enjoyable. It was very intriguing. And like I said, you watch the show because you want to see the interactions between the characters because, oh boy, there's some rough ones. In... There's some rough moments in this between characters because um, some, some I had heard, shit gets said. Yeah, I had some, I had, the, the worst thing is something Allison does. And uh, I'll just give out that there's a little bit of a, a trigger warning in uh, I think episode six. She does a real bad thing. She does a bad thing where Luther should be much, much angrier about what he did, what she did to him. Yeah. Was Luckily, not expected. It didn't go, it didn't go all the way. Wait, so, but yeah. Just think about one of the worst things that someone with the ability to make people do stuff. Mm -hmm. And it, mm -hmm. it's, it's in, it's a, it's one of those. And, uh, and particularly during, between people who have an intimate little relationship. Yes. But just so be fucking awful. That yeah, it's very bad. Me, me and Ryan have talked we, like Luther should bring this up and it should be a bigger deal. It should mm -hmm. be a much bigger deal because it squarely puts that's a moment where it squarely puts Allison in the villain category. Mm -hmm. Squarely like there is no ambiguity anymore. Like she has gone off her rocker. Yep. But one of the more interesting conversations happens towards the end and it has nothing to do with any of that, which is a conversation that five has with Victor. Yes, about, that was a fun one. This is like one of the more interesting, very short. This is like under three minute conversations that Klaus, not Klaus, Victor Five is like, you can't be a hero because you cannot do the moral math of, of the amount of people you save versus the amount of people you kill. You, 
it's not an equation that will ever equal out. Mm -hmm. And this is what it means to be a powerful person is that you make big decisions and those you make decisions and those decisions have big consequences. That is just the name of the game. So you can't make them alone. You cannot make them alone. You You can't go off on your own. You can't go rogue. You can't be alone. Like the, the line of, what what is a superhero that does things alone and and doesn't have any checks on them a villain a villain and it it was in that moment that you kind of you was laid bare in front of victor and to the audience the the true flaws that victor has had for a long time which is i'm powerful these are my problems i will fix them the Mm -hmm. problem is he keeps doing that and it keeps getting worse or it keeps complicating things more and more because Victor is not willing to tell everyone and talk with the family about the issue. I mean, the family that in that stood by while she was horribly abused as a child. True. And and perpetuated that abuse. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying she's, she did, she made illogical or irrational decisions based on her psychology yeah, that's he, uh, absolutely the trauma obviously played into that, but it was an interesting revelation moment of just how five thinks yeah. and how well, it's he, also a hypocritical moment because five does shit on his own all the time. Yeah, that's true. He, he, he goes off like like so like a big part of like the drama was like, where's the briefcase? Like, yes. where's the briefcase? Where's Marcus? And the briefcase was gone because five fucking took it. <laughs> Yep, like like him and Lila went off and did shit and didn't tell anybody what they were doing. Yeah, he he is also in, but he's but he but he, you sort of forgive him a little bit because he has been alone in doing lone wolf shit for longer than most of these people have been alive. True, because remember, he has been in Then for him to give that speech <laughs> is kind of fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, that's his arrogance coming out. That's yeah. this is his hubris coming out because he's literally the smartest person on the team, mm-hmm. and he's been around the block the longest, literally. Yeah, um, that, that's 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 no excuse. He can fuck up. No, too. it's true. It's true. He can but fuck a, up too. But it's still a very good scene, and it's a really interesting conversation when put through the lens of like looking at comic books and superheroes mm-hmm. and power in general. Just like there are powerful people in our in our world that do that all the time that make their own decisions but have extreme lasting consequences for everyone and that's why we it's not good to make decisions on your own more times mm-hmm. than not you talk to someone yeah other people yep. at least but i definitely enjoyed i like that we got a nice cool reset for everyone at the end i'm interested to see what happens when they live through lives without powers oh, they'll get their powers back oh i know i this is a trope right yeah but i think it's interesting also, I like that we can have the actor of Luther not in the monkey suit all the time. Yeah, no, that must be nice for him. Yeah, and also I think he's gotten smaller. Like every season, I think they get him, they slim him down a little bit. A little I think he bit. Be, yeah. He used to be bigger. They do show like at least one shot of him in like full big ass monkey man mode. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. When he's on the moon and he has all his clothes off. And we understand a little bit more about why he was on the moon. Mm-hmm, a little bit. It's just, but it was just Hargraves being an asshole again. It was Hargraves being an asshole because that's that's exactly what Goddamn Reginald is. Reginald's a piece of shit. <laughs> Goddamn Reginald. All right. I enjoyed it. Obviously, mm-hmm. go watch it. Definitely need to watch all the other seasons, though. You're not going to understand what the hell is oh, going yeah. on. It's definitely a thing that you you really need to. It doesn't it doesn't fuck around. 
does not fuck around. Also, I wanted to, because I just thought of it while we were talking. Great, great material if you want to mess with the Trinity Continuum. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's really good. Like, it's hard-nosed. Like, you want to mess with timelines and parallel universes? Watch the Umbrella Academy through this season. You'll get some really great ideas of how to how to play with that sort of stuff and play with the character motivations and aspirations. Yeah. Like, if you ever want to get like, well, this life's the Continuum is fucked up. Click. <laughs> we have, we have, fuck this dog. This didn't work, guys. Can we just, uh... Do over, do over, get on out. Maybe, maybe hop to another another version. Of <laughs> One that doesn't suck as much. Let's pull a Sanchez. <laughs> also, do note we did we weren't the ones who did this. Don't mention to anyone. Yeah, we didn't exactly. do anything. We were never here. Mm-hmm. All right. So. All right, guys. I think we're gonna be on out of here. We'll hopefully have Ryan next time. It will be an interesting conversation. Probably talk about Stranger Things oh, yeah. and probably Kenobi. Would hazard a guess. So from everyone here at Polyhedron, go where your fun is. Go roll some dice.